Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I'm Herschel York, the Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm also the Senior Pastor of the Buckron Baptist Church in Frankfurt. Pastor Well is a podcast dedicated to helping servants of the Lord Jesus Christ be faithful in ministry, especially those who are called into pastoral service. And speaking of being called into pastoral service, I want to talk to you about getting that pastoral position. Specifically, how do you talk to a search committee? Now, I wish there were some more spiritual way for churches to find a pastor. But the reality is few churches are bringing up young men who are obvious choices. I think that's optimal that a church might find from within their own congregation or uh, their pastoral staff someone that already knows them, they know them, and uh, that that choice can be made rather quickly. I've actually led Buck Run in that. My successor, uh, Dr. Chris Parrish, has already chosen, and when I step down as the lead pastor at Buck Run, uh, Dr. Parrish will automatically uh, be the pastor. Uh, he has been there at the church a long time. They know him. Uh, he knows uh, them, and it was uh, a almost unanimous decision on their part. I think that's optimal, but that's not really what is happening much. For one thing, that takes a church of some size that they're able to have a staff. But the typical Baptist church, uh, I think the average Baptist church runs about 70 and they often don't have anybody from within the congregation. They're looking for others. And so how does it normally work? Well, often they'll put an ad in some Baptist paper or on some website that they're looking for a pastor, and they'll receive 100 to 150 resumes. Now, there's nothing wrong or unspiritual with putting out a resume and letting churches know of your availability. But I want to talk specifically about, okay, once you get that conversation with a search committee, how does it work? What are the questions they'll ask and what are the questions that you should ask? Uh, so let, let's say that a search committee has contacted you, they got your resume or you, you sent it in, someone recommended you to them. What does that conversation look like? They, uh, they set up a time where they're going to talk to you. Now, I want to prepare you. I'm going to say something that it sounds odd, but... York's rule of search committees, number one, they all do it badly. Now, I don't say that critically. Remember, these are, these are amateurs. If they do it well, it's usually only because they've done it a lot, which that sort of means they haven't done it well because they've not chosen anyone who stays very long. But if it's a normal church, you know, they only do this when they have to. All of these people on the search committee, they've got lives and jobs and you know, they, they're doing this out of service to the Lord. Sometimes they've read someone's book that tells them, here's exactly the process you should follow. In fact, there might be two or three books they read and they give conflicting uh, uh, opinions and advice. So search committees don't really know all the time what they're doing. And furthermore, they don't even know the process. Should they be looking at five guys at once? or just one at a time. I mean, they've got their own questions and issues. Plus, they're dealing with the history of the church. And it can be really challenging to a candidate. So I'm just telling you right now, cut them some slack. You're the professional, not them, and allow them to make their mistakes and do things in ways that make no sense to you. 
They often won't tell you things that you feel like you should have been told. They're just trying to get the ball across the line. They're just trying to reach a conclusion of the search. And sometimes they forget to tell you certain things or to do certain things. And sometimes they'll make guarantees that they simply can't keep. This happens a lot. So I'm just telling you, have grace toward a search committee. When you meet with them the first time, remember, they're completely in the driver's seat, not you. Uh, and you, you don't want to get ahead of them. You don't want to presume you're their only candidate. You don't want to assume that you're the guy that they need, no matter how badly you need the job or how much you long to be a pastor. You've got to go into this with low expectations, just willing to answer their questions. And they're going to ask them. They'll ask you about your salvation experience. They'll ask you about your call to ministry. Uh, they'll examine your education. They'll want to talk about your family, which the Bible gives them the right to do. Don't ever forget that, that they need to know that you lead your household well. Uh, and if you don't, that that disqualifies you from being a pastor. So they have the right to ask you those questions and to talk to you. Uh, but you need to honor them and their process. The way that they do it is the way they do it. Don't go in there correcting them and saying, well, it would be better if you did this. Just go into it with a smile on your face. I'm going to tell you one thing that if you do it, it will make a massive difference. And that is learn the names of everybody on that committee and use their names when you address them, even if you have to write them down. You know, it says more about a guy that he would even write a little chart of the committee members' names and where they're seated at the table. Even if your memory doesn't allow you to just hold that, you got to look at your sheet every now and then, that still says you cared. You cared enough to write their names down and you use their names. People like to know that you, you that matters to you, and especially for a pastor. So learn their names, and when you talk to them, use their names. Uh, and answer their questions honestly, but short, truthful statements are your friend. If they ask you your view of some doctrine, that doesn't mean you need to tell them everything you think about that. You don't need to give a lecture on the hypostatic union. It's enough to say, for instance, if you're a Southern Baptist, to say, you know, I agree completely with the Baptist faith and message 2000. I'm happy to talk about any particular points within it if you want to, but I, I fit within the general framework of Southern Baptist conservative theology. I mean, you can say that, and you're always sort of dealing with their fear. They, they, people are afraid that they're going to call someone that believes something really strange, weird, or harmful to the church. So locate yourself within the greater realm of, of your faith tradition, your denomination, and tell them that. Then let them ask any specific questions, answer them truthfully, candidly, but don't say more than you need to say uh, because you can get wrapped up in uh, minor details that really are not uh, the kind of things a pastor is ever going to deal with. At some point, as the, as the process progresses, it's going to become obvious that you are a serious candidate to them. Usually after the first, they'll send a questionnaire or they might have one conversation. At some point, they're making it clear that they really are seriously considering you. If they've not offered to give you their key documents, at that point, I think it's proper for you to ask. Not too early, only after it's evident that they're seriously considering you. 
You need to ask for a copy of their constitution and bylaws, their annual church budget. If they're a Southern Baptist church and they have filled out that annual church profile, ask for a copy of that, or you can actually get that online or from the local association. And it's going to give you all the key stats of that church, their attendance, their giving, their giving to different mission causes, the number of baptisms. Those things are indicators of a church's health or lack thereof. And it's good for you to know those things. Are they in debt? If you're going to be the lead pastor, it's good to know if you're going to have to lead the church out of debt that it was previously incurred. And then if they have adopted any long-range plans, have they bought property and they're planning to relocate and they're expecting you to do that, you need to ask for those documents and get those. At some point, they're going to say, do you have questions for us? And I'll tell you the, the best way to start is to just go around the room. Start with the quietest person on the committee. Like here's uh, Kathy, and she's Kathy's not spoken much. I would say, I have a question I'd like each of you to answer. And Kathy, you just tell me first, if you would, your own opinion. This is just for your opinion. What will be your next pastor's greatest opportunity just waiting to be seized? Now notice, I didn't put that in the first person. Don't say, what would be my? That sounds presumptuous, like you already have the job and you don't. Put in the third person. What would be your next pastor's greatest opportunity just waiting to be seized? And Kathy will tell you, well, man, I, I think it's these new neighborhoods that are going in around us. Thank you. And then go on to the next person. Just go around the table. Each of them will give you what they think the greatest opportunities are. And what you'll hear is they won't give you one answer. That's why I say don't start with your chairperson. He tends to speak and others let him or her speak for them. You want to start with a quiet person who gives his or her opinion and then have each of them give theirs, and you're going to hear a little bit of difference in them. After they've all answered that, you're beginning to get a picture of the opportunities ahead. Then ask the second question, what would be your next pastor's greatest obstacle that might stand in the way of making progress? Again, start with someone other than the chairperson. Listen to their answers. Now, you're going to see little different fissures appear on the committee. Uh, they're all go they're going to have different opinions. But from all of them, you're going you're gonna to hear some really significant things. They're going to tell you the obstacles and the opportunities. And uh, as you find that out, uh, it's going to give you a good picture of what they think needs to happen. And so then ask a third question. What do you think should be your next pastor's first move when he arrives. And as they talk about these things, it's going to help you understand really what's going on in the church. A lot of times, somebody will say something that seems like a total outlier to you. You didn't see it coming. They'll say something like, well, he's got to take care of the sewer system. And you're like, what? That, you know, that wasn't on your radar at all, but you find out there's some kind of a major deal with their building that's really been a problem. Uh, you'll hear outliers. It might be something from within the congregation. Uh, someone say, well, uh, they, they've got to make a decision about whether or not we're going to move or how we're going to reach this ethnic group that's come into our neighborhood. And as you begin to hear different views of this, it's going to give you a, a picture of really what's going on in the church and how you should respond. Remember this, 
The goal is not to get a job. It's to discern God's will. And the more you answer their questions and reveal who you are, and the more you ask questions of them and hear their answers, the more you're going to learn who they are. What you're looking for is a fit. There are a lot of wonderful, godly men who shouldn't be a pastor of some particular church anymore than, you know, there are a lot of godly women, but I only married one of them and she's right for me. There is such a thing as fit between a pastor and a church. And really that's what you're looking for. Is it in the providence of God that I go to this church, that I be their shepherd, that I teach them the word, that I walk through life with them? And as you begin to just open up this discussion with them, it's going to help you learn that. Am I fit? Is this the will of God? Uh, These aren't exhaustive questions, but they're designed to help you, to provoke you to think how you can discuss this with a committee because the ultimate goal to find the will of God, to go there, to love those people, and to pastor well.